Bible. Coffee talk with the Hoffmans. Hey everybody, welcome to Bible Coffee Talk with the Hoffmans. I'm Allie Hoffman. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you have a hot coffee, your Bible, and a cozy seat. We're going to be using that Bible today, folks, because tonight's episode is a real doozy. And once you hear what it's about, you're going to be like, ooh, gracious. <laughs> I am flying solo tonight. And the reason why is because the topic that we're getting into, I have researched diligently. I have brought it out, kind of tackled with it a little bit, put it away, tackled it a little more, put it away. It's it's quite a heavy subject. Uh, there's different facets to this topic. It's not just all one-sided. Um, but before I continue and tell you what it's about, I have to do two things. Tell you what I'm drinking, which is a Tim Horton Original Blend coffee with a sprinkle of cinnamon, which is just delicious. If you haven't tried it, try it. It just brings your coffee up a notch and it's just delicious. Two, whew, I'm a little winded because I'm excited about tonight's podcast. Uh, second thing I have to do is turn this entire podcast over to the Lord for his blessing and approval. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just come before you asking that every word out of my mouth brings um, honor and praise to you and is pleasing to you, Lord. I ask that you make sure that those that need to hear this podcast, you'll allow them to receive it. And Lord, I just welcome the Holy Spirit to fellowship with us. I ask you these things and I thank you for these things in your beautiful and precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so the topic for today is about death and near-death experiences. I'm not talking about people who have died and come back. I'm talking about those who have died and claimed that they went to heaven or died and claimed that they went to hell. So that's what tonight's podcast is about. So have you ever heard somebody say 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, you know, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? I have. I've heard it many, many times. I grew up in a Christian household, so I've heard it many times there. I've heard it at funerals. It's taken out of context. Now, discernment is key for deciphering and understanding the Bible. I've heard many pastors who have gone to Bible college and seminary, they've even misquoted this, this scripture. They've taken it out of context. And I tell you why. Because nobody's in heaven and nobody is in hell right now. Those doors are closed until the appointed time. When Jesus returns, which is called the rapture, there's two separate events. And even that has a lot of, you know, discussion going on. You know, is the second um, coming and the rapture, are they the same thing? Are they two separate events? They're two separate events. And I'll tell you why. When Jesus returns, it's called the rapture. And it's when he meets with us in the clouds. Those who are dead in Christ will be the first to rise. The, the graves will be open. Those who believe in Jesus Christ will rise to be with Jesus in the clouds. Those of us who are still alive will meet with them in the clouds and will be brought to heaven for the Lamb's Supper. Now, when Jesus returns the second time with us, the bride of Christ, his army, we will be in white robes. We will have our crowns. And it says that Jesus at that point, his foot will be in the Mount of Olives. Okay, like research this stuff, people. Be in your Bible, read it. There's two separate events, and people are like, well, it doesn't say that. No, it does say that. You know, the Bible doesn't mention about suicide, it doesn't say suicide anywhere. But we know for a fact that Samson committed suicide when he brought the pillars down and collapsed the building with 3,000 
um, um, people in the building with him. We know that uh, Judas, he hung himself. Well, those are two instances right there about suicide, but it doesn't say the word suicide. We know that there's a Bible because we read it, but the Bible doesn't actually say the Bible. So discernment, we have to be able to use the Holy Spirit. He was left here for teaching, for aid, for guidance, use him. That's what he's here for, to help us. The Bible was given to us as a manual. It's a life manual. You're given a car, you're given, you know, a toy, like a remote control car. There's a manual that comes with these things that you read so you know how it works. Our life, the Bible is the manual so we know how it works, how we're supposed to be. Use it. For goodness sakes, use it. Everything is in there. Everything. God is omniscient. He's omnipowerful. He knows what you need before you ask it. Everything you need to know, everything that you need answers to are in the Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern it, to break it down, to understand it. When the Holy Spirit's guiding you and giving you comprehension of the Bible, it becomes clear. The Bible says in many passages about how we're asleep. We're all sleeping in our graves when we die. No one's in heaven. No one's in hell. Let me give you some examples. If you've got your Bible handy, uh, I'm going to give you a couple scriptures to look at because I know a lot of you are like, what is she going on about? <laughs> I can almost hear it in, in the back of my head. So before I give you those, grab your Bible. I'm going to have a sip of coffee because my mouth is getting dry. Goodness, that's a good cup of coffee. You got to try it with cinnamon. It's really, really good. Okay, so I'm going to tell you to turn to Matthew 27 verse 52. That's in the New Testament. It's the first book in the New Testament. Verse 52, it says, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which were asleep arose. So there's one passage where it talks about people being asleep in the graves and how they arose. Luke chapter 8, verse 52 to 53, it says, Now they were all weeping and laminating for her, but he said, Stop weeping, for she has not died, she is asleep. And they began laughing at him, knowing that she had died. Daniel 12, verse 2, it says, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Those are two more. I've written all these down, my friends. (laughs) Bear with me. Uh, 1 Kings 2, verse 10. Then David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Well, if he's asleep, then why would he need to be buried? Because he's asleep in the body. He's not physically sleeping. He's, he's spiritually sleeping. The book of um, uh, Kings, uh, many places in the, the book of Kings, 1 Kings, talk about how um, a certain person who had uh, who was asleep was buried with their fathers. It talks about it in First Kings eleven forty three, First Kings fourteen twenty, First Kings sixteen six, uh, Isaiah twenty six nineteen also mentions about being asleep, um, and yet dead. Second Samuel seven verse twelve, Revelation fourteen verse thirteen, John eleven eleven to fourteen, John chapter five verse twenty eight to twenty nine. All these. Um, scriptures that I'm sharing with you all talk about how we are asleep when we die. Heaven and hell are not open yet. Um, Like I said, when, when the appointed time comes, those who are 
dead in Christ will go with Jesus when the rapture happens. And there's an appointed time that those who are dead not in Christ will be going to hell. And it won't happen now. If you have two people that have committed the same crime, let's say murder, and one happened 2,000 years ago and one happened yesterday, what kind of loving and just God would make the man who committed the same crime burn 2,000 years longer and suffer in hell 2,000 years longer than the man who just committed it yesterday? God is a loving, kind, merciful, just God. He's not unfair. That's not, and people say, you know, they use the line, you know, Jesus, yeah, um, uh, what kind of God would send somebody to hell? Well, God doesn't send anybody to hell. You send yourself to hell. God gave us the Bible, like I said, as a manual. It's there to teach us, to help us, to give us answers, to, um, uh, it's a rule book. It's, it's right and wrong. It's righteous and unrighteous. It's sin and sinless. So it tells you, you know what, you want to lead a righteous life, this is what you have to do. And by living a righteous life, you'll get everlasting life with Jesus Christ, so long as you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Now, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the only way to get to heaven, and you haven't lived a righteous life or, or honorable life according to the scriptures, then you're not going to heaven. You're going to hell, but at the appointed time. So many people cherry pick scripture, or as I call them, they're, they're twistions, because they twist the gospel to their own understanding, to suit their own agenda, to suit their own um, type of religion. And, and that's not having a relationship with Jesus is not about religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a book uh, that changed into a movie called Heaven is Real. And let me just tell you, fake it is fake 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 it's a story about a three-year-old boy who died clinically on the operating table during surgery upon his so-called return he recounted things that he could not have known i mean he had told his mother that he met a sister uh, that died before he was born and he could not have known that let me just tell you my personal background is with ECE, which is early childhood education. I went to, to college for it. I'm very well versed in child care. The first five years of a child's life are the most uh, sponge worthy years. Those are the years that they absorb the most information. They retain the most that they're going to learn. This is where you teach a child right and wrong, you know, what's appropriate, what's not, you know, uh, don't touch that because it's a hot stove. Well, that's when they learn that. Don't steal. That's when they learn that. A lot of parents will even teach their children multiple languages before five years because their brain will absorb that and they'll be able to retain it and use it. You see several people, you know, they send their children to bilingual schools and that's the time to do it is before the five years. Now, I'm not saying after five years, they won't learn. I'm just saying that's when they're most sponge worthy. <laughs> Seinfeld reference. But that's when they are. That's, that's when they are able to grasp and understand and retain a lot of the information is at the first five years of life. Now, this little boy at three years old claimed that he had gone to heaven. He had met with Jesus. He had seen his sister who had died Um you know, many years before he was born. Satan is a watcher. He's a watcher. <laughs> he watches. He is a professional um, master of human nature. He knows exactly 
when to pounce and when our weaknesses are. He hears conversations. He knows facial gestures. He knows, he, he just, he knows. And he's, he's been doing this for millennia. He's, he's got it down pat. So you have this three-year-old boy who is very susceptible. He's all the background noises like drowned it out. And that's the perfect time that Satan would use to tell him all this garbage. And I tell you why. Many people have said, oh, this little boy is, is a gift from God. He, he visited heaven and wrong, 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 wrong. Why? Because it nullifies the Bible. It, it, it contradicts it. You, you can't go to heaven because the Bible says nobody's been to heaven. So when this little boy comes out with this story and people believe it, people believe him and they don't believe scripture. That's how Satan gets you. It's just a crack, but it's enough. You know, you can sink a boat with a small pinprick and that's all it takes. It's just a small pinprick to lead people away the smallest little bit. And if they're willing to, you know, wander away just with a little bit, then what next? And then one next. And before you know it, they are now not just a little off the beaten path, but they are way off of the beaten path. So here this little boy is saying that, you know, he's he's met Jesus and he has gone to heaven and he's met his sister and all these wonderful and beautiful things have happened to him in heaven. Wrong. Now, on the other side, you have somebody like Bill Weiss. And this just angered me to no end because here you have this educated man who wrote a book made something like, I don't know, $9 million off of his book deal. He goes and speaks at different conferences, different, you know, lecture halls. He gets paid for every one that he goes to and like an obscene amount of money. This man is good at what he does. He, he knows scripture. He recites them very quick. It's on the tip of his tongue. Um, he is just very, very, um, very, very aware of scripture. So fast he talks about it that it's hard to keep up. It's hard to register some of them because he's just, they're flying off of his tongue, which tells me that he he doesn't know it to know it. He knows it because he's memorized it because it's a spiel. He says it again and again and again and again. And he goes to the next lecture hall and he says it all over again. And then the next one, he says it all over again. Well, if you were to hear a song repetitiously, it gets in your head. And that's how people learn. You know, I could hear, you know, Jesus loves me all day. And if I hear it all day, or I read the lyrics all day, I'm about to say it verbatim. I know it, I can say it, I can, that's what he's done. He has learned it, memorized it, it's now falling off his tongue. He's just repeating it. Not that he any of it means anything, he's just repeating it, because it's a paycheck. You know, it's part of his book. Now, if you don't know who Bill Weiss is, let me tell you, he is a a very educated man who claims that he got up one night to get a glass of water. And while he was in the kitchen getting a glass of water, these demons showed up and dragged him to hell. And he was just dropped into hell in this cell. And he's talking about how raggedly hot it was. And there's no moisture in his mouth and his eyes were dry. Um, and he's quoting scripture and how the heat was just brutal. And he's quoting scripture and it, everything he would say, there would be a scripture involved, you know, and this and, and then scripture and then this and this and then scripture and then this and this and scripture. And he's talking about how, you know, these these demons stood in his prison doorway um, and, and how he was able to see the demons after he just said that the entire cell was 
in perpetual darkness. There was no light of any kind. The eyes could not adjust. They could not see anything. But now he's saying that he's seeing these dark demonic beings standing in his doorway. There's a lot. If you if you have the Holy Spirit to give you discernment, you can break down the garbage that these people say. So here he is. He's contradicting himself by saying the prison is 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 the prison cell is covered in darkness and and it's the darkest of darkest uh, the dark the darkness of dark and the bible talks about that and it's so dark i can't i can't see anything an inch in front of my face yet here these big you know monstrous demonic beings are standing in his cell doorway uh, across the the cell and he's able to see them picture perfect where he's identifying them saying and their scales and their eyes and their claws and but you couldn't see in front of your face I don't think so anyways he's talking about these these demonic beings these jail guards and how they're literally they lunged at him and they like tearing and ripping into his flesh and he's feeling pain and and you know he's he's begging god to come and save him and god's not listening because god's not there and he's going on and on and on and um that bothered me and and righteous anger because lies they're all lies it's a storybook that he has written for 9 million dollars not any of it is true and he's passing it off as it is Okay, okay. (laughs) Coffee break. (laughs) Take a breath. Okay. It is all garbage, and I tell you why. Because, again, nobody has been to hell. And any demons that that will be in hell are not jailers. They're not guards. They're not tormentors or torturers. They're not that of any kind. They're going to be hell's first prisoners. Satan, his fallen angels, demons... The false prophet, the Antichrist, will all be in hell being tortured and tormented themselves. They're going to be too busy being tormented and tortured by what's going on there. They're not going to be doing that to people. So that's wrong. Right off the cuff. That is wrong, 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 wrong. Hell is not open now. Let me say this. Satan is very, very good at what he does. He deceives, he steals, he kills and destroys. He deceives so many people. Like I said, that tiny little pinprick in the boat is enough to bring it down. You know, you can crack a a tree branch and it could still hang on to the tree, but it's weakened. It's, It's already limp. It's just hanging there. Pretty soon that broken branch will die and it will just hang there as a broken branch. The gardener's going to come soon and he's going to break off that branch because it's no good and throw it into the fire. You don't want that. Not that you'll be going there now because when you die, you go to the grave and you sleep. The the Bible talks about uh, in in many places and I've given you a few, but there's so many. Like I, I honestly could do an entire podcast of nothing but quoting scripture on where it says that death you are sleeping. It talks about, you know, um, eventually the seas will spit out their dead. Um, Those people who are destined for hell are going to want to wish that, that there was enough time, you know, like, let me just say, if if you have something that you are not looking forward to, you don't want it to happen right away. You want to put as much time between you and that unfortunate event as possible. And that's what these people, I'm sure, are going to wish. You know, you get somebody that 
that did something heinous. You get somebody that lived a um, unrighteous life, somebody that rebuked and denied the Holy Spirit. You know, the many times that the Holy Spirit said, I need you to come to me, come to me now. No, no, I got lots of time. The Holy Spirit reaches out again, you know, like I I need you to come. My, You know, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. You need to come to him. No, I'm good. I'm enjoying my sinful life right now. I've got time. And then boom, that person dies. Their, chi- their time to repent is gone. They'll never get that back. Now that person is going to wish while they're in hell that they had listened. But the time between their being asleep and they're actually going to hell they're going to want that to be a long, long time because, and I've said this before, imagine a grain of sand as a thousand years. Now picture all the grains of sand in all the world. You know, when you make concrete, you need sand. When you make bricks, you need sand. You know, a pearl needs uh, sand in order to twirl its its uh, lacquer around it. Sand from every everywhere. Sand in the beaches, sand in the ocean, sand in the bottom of the lakes, sand that is in a pearl, sand that is in a sandbox, sand the world over, the Sahara Desert, you know, all the deserts, the wherever. Every grain of sand the world over from one side to the other represents a thousand years, okay? And there's a lot of sand. That's a lot of sand. That doesn't even come close to eternity, because you you can't even imagine how long it is. Now, for a believer, hallelujah, I, I relish at going to heaven and spending an eternity with my Savior. But for someone who doesn't know Jesus, who has rebuked Jesus, who is lost, who is happy in their sins, who doesn't want to change, who doesn't want to come to know Jesus, who is unrepentant, they're the ones that are going to spend eternity wishing that they had listened to those who were trying to share Jesus Christ with them. Because once you're dead and you're asleep, you get no second chances. That's it. That's it. Recently, I heard about Christy Alley that had died. And I remember watching her, you know, growing up in in the TV show Cheers and thinking, you know, wow, she's really pretty. And She's got it all, you know, she's she's a celebrity and she's, you know, rubs shoulders next to people, you know, the, the highfalutin people in Hollywood. And um, then she got mixed up with Scientology and really hadn't heard a whole lot from her. She got sick. She she um, kind of disappeared from from the Hollywood scene. There there was a lot of trouble that she had made, you know, in regards to believers who who were trying to share the truth with her and she she shunned them. She mocked them and shunned them. And pretty soon after that, she died. Now, her chances are gone, are gone. She will never get another chance to make it right. She will never get a chance to um, to repent, to change her life, to come to know Jesus Christ. All those years she spent worshiping, you know, the great creator of Scientology, you know, L. Ron Hubbard and, and all that nonsense that he went on. All the money she spent in Scientology that could have gone towards feeding the homeless and and, and helping, um, you know, people with just giving them, you know, encouragement. You know what? You need a place to stay here. Let me help you out. You know, let me give you, you know, food for your family. She's gone. It's gone. It's gone. She will never have another chance again. She will if she did not repent, and, and who knows, she could have on her deathbed, I don't know, but 
if she did not repent and come to know Jesus Christ at the end um, and call him her savior, then that's it. Her chances are done and she will sleep in the grave, you know. Um, and so for when the rapture happens, uh, those who are dead and in the graves from, you know, 2000 years ago, right up until he returns, they will be the first to be raptured. They will be, the graves will be opened. Uh, they will rise. They will be resurrected to Jesus Christ. They will be in the air. Those who are in on the ground, who, who are in Christ and believe in Jesus Christ, we will be raptured. We will collect with them up in the clouds. We will go to heaven where we will celebrate the Lamb's feast, the, the Lamb's supper. Um, excuse me. We will all be up there while the tribulation is going on down here. Those who come to know Jesus whilst in the tribulation uh, won't suffer the the locusts, won't suffer uh, some of the things that are going on, but they will suffer in other ways. They will have to make a choice, you know, between the Antichrist and Jesus Christ. Um, and they will be put to death. Then when Jesus comes back the second time where one foot touches the Mount of Olives um, and the other one touches, I think, the uh, Mount... Sinai, um, I think, uh, with the bride of Christ with him, the armies. And that is when um, there will be a, a thousand year reign, you know, the, the millennial reign. And that's when um, there will be a thousand years of peace. We will, a new heaven and a new earth, and we will be with Jesus. Those who are dead in, with without Jesus Christ, those who are dead, from 2,000 years ago, the 1,000 years, they'll still be dead in the grave. There will be a resurrection for them to everlasting torment, to everlasting uh, hellfire. They will be, they will wish that they had of turned their back on Jesus Christ. And by that time, it's going to be too late. There's nothing that they can do to ever get back or to ever um, um, get into God's good graces. They have made a choice. And again, I hear it. I can hear some people saying, you know, how does a loving God do that? How does he send people to um, to hell? And it's not by his doing. You make that choice all on your own. You do. So when you say to, to him, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time sleeping around, you know, like I'm young, I'm, I'm, you know, in college or I'm young and I'm doing this or, um, you know, I'm, I'm not harming anybody. I'm just having fun. Or if it's a sin, it's a sin. And God doesn't look at your sin head on. He looks at it from up top. So, <clears throat> excuse me, one sin isn't greater than the other. So you, you people by our understanding think, oh, murder is worse than, than telling a lie. But in the eyes of God, sin is sin. You know, like you can call someone a bad name, but if you call somebody else another name, it's still a bad name. So you have murder and you have lying and you have thieving and you have all these things are sins. But God doesn't look at it straight on. He looks at it from up top where they're all the same size. It's not by a graphical view. It's by a topical view. And that's how Jesus sees things. Um, another uh, post that I wanted to, not post, uh, scripture I wanted to share with you uh, that talks about the fires of, of hell burning now. If you go to Malachi four verse uh, one to three, it says, for behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven and all the proud, 
yes, allude wickedly shall be as stubble, and the day is coming shall and the day that is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that shall leave them neither root nor branch. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. Um, if you go to, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, I believe it's Psalms 37. I'm not sure which verse. I think it says, um, for in a little while the wicked shall be no more. Uh, you'll look for them in in this place or his place and it shall be no more. Um the point that I'm trying to get is that uh, it's coming. In, in that verse in Malachi, it says that it's coming. It's not here yet. The fires are coming. It's it's all going to happen, but it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. Not when man says it's going to happen. It's, it's going to be... Um, I'm just trying to read the scripture here. Um, in Matthew 25, verse 46, Jesus says, These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. It doesn't say that they'll go now. When you die, now you'll go to heaven. Now you'll go to hell. It's at the appointed time you will. I just want to get that super clear because so many people take that one verse um, about, you know, um, you know, absent from the body is present with the Lord. And that's what that is actually referencing is when you're absent from the body, when you leave your body, when Jesus comes to collect us and you're out of your body, then you are present with the Lord. Like discernmentship people, like, oh, let me just say this. If you're a student and you're in class and you don't study for the test, are you expected to pass no, because you didn't study, because you didn't understand the lesson, because the teacher didn't help you. Now, if the teacher helps you and explains it to you and, and helps you to um, to see the potential of what you're learning, then you can apply it to pass the test. That's like life. You have to have the Holy Spirit to help you read the Bible. He's the one that, that inspired it. So he's the best one to help you through it. If you don't have that, what do you have? Nothing. You have your own interpretation, you have your own opinions, your own agenda, and you're twisting scripture to fit your own agenda. And that's wrong. That's where it's sinful. And that's where you have to, to, to be careful because by your teaching the wrong thing, you're jeopardizing leading people astray. And if that happens, you are accountable before holy and righteous God to make sure that you don't do that. That's why you have to study the Bible. That's why you have to learn about the Bible. And the Bible is incredible. The Bible, I mean, when I, I, everything on my Facebook wall is geared for Jesus. I don't take pictures of my food. I don't take pictures of little outings or adventures and, and, you know, oh, I went to this, you know, little function or I don't do that. My sole Facebook page is geared directly to, um, teaching, inspiring and encouraging Jesus Christ to others, to lead others to Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. And I only have the one Facebook account. I don't understand why people have more than one. One is hard enough for me to, to run. And I have our group, uh, Iron Sharpens Iron. And I just, I continually write. I mean, there's things that I wrote today, <clears throat> excuse me, about um, the cockathrice. I mean, I know that sounds really weird to say, and it, it, it sounds weird to for me to say it, but it's uh, a, a mix between a dragon and a rooster, a male room, a rooster. Um, and it's in the Old Testament. 
primarily all in the Old Testament. It talks about this little creature. Then I was writing about um, the locusts in Revelation. And I was mentioning, you know, all the uh, characteristics of the locusts that, you know, when the... Uh, when the pit is opened and Napoleon brings out these these locusts, they're going to sting people with their scorpion tails for five months. And it's going to be horrific. And they're going to only sting those who have taken the mark of the beast. And for five months, people are going to wish that they're able to die. And death won't, won't come to them. They will try to kill themselves and they won't die. And let me just tell you, it's going to be horrific. I, I'm so thankful I'm not going to be a part of that. And I don't want that to, to end up for you. I don't want you to be a part of that. And the only way that you'll get around that is to accept Jesus Christ now. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, a minute is not promised. Nothing is promised to us except the love of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, let me just tell you, accept him as your savior. Learn about him. You know, stop denying him. Stop living in sin. Stop, you know, doing drugs. Stop, you know, sleeping around with, you know, multiple people. Stop engaging in sinful things. I mean, everybody says, you know, I'm a good person and that's going to get me into heaven. And it's not. It is absolutely not. The Bible says that nobody is good. Not one of us are good. I'm not even good. I, I don't even have good intentions sometimes. Like as much as I think they're good intentions, by God's standards, they're not. So by you saying to yourself that, you know, I'm a good person, I'll get into heaven. You know, I've I've done some things that I'm not proud of, but I know God forgives me and it, wrong, wrong. You want to gamble with your salvation on that? I mean, that's that's a crapshoot. I wouldn't want to gamble on that. I wouldn't want that for my, my salvation. The only way that you're going to get into heaven I mean, there's not multiple ways. There's not many roads. There's one way and there's one road. And the road is narrow. It's really, really narrow. And if you want to get to heaven, you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Trust me. And if you don't, if you're living in sin, if you're doing drugs, if you're drinking, if you're fornicating, if you're swearing profusely, if you're doing bad things, if you're harboring hate or anger or jealousy towards someone, if you're um, just a, just a vile person on the inside. You're just not happy. You're spreading, spreading discord between people. You're gossiping. You're, um, just if, if any of those things you're doing, I urge you to stop now because you know what? You could have a heart attack. You could die in your sleep. You could get in a car accident. Somebody could shoot you. <laughs> I mean, heaven forbid any of those things happen, but you know, life is life. It's it's cruel and it's crap sometimes, but these things happen. You know, death sometimes is unexpected. A lot of people have so-called accidents, you know, like you see so many of these people that, you know, they're they're very healthy people and all of a sudden they're jogging and boom, down they go. And that's terrible. But you know what? I, I look at it this way if I die, hooray, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. I, I am not afraid to die. If I die, I know that I'm going to be one of the first to see Jesus. That when he comes back, I'm going to be caught up with him first. If I die, bring it on. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And if I don't die, then I'm living for him anyway. So it doesn't matter whether I live or die. And there's a scripture that says to die is gain. And, and that's I'm I'm good either way. I'm good either way because I'm safe. He is my safety net. And I know that if I die, I'm going to be with him. Can you say the same thing? 
Do you know Jesus Christ? I mean, it's one thing to say you know him, but do you know him? You know, there's going to come a day where, you know, you're going to stand before Jesus Christ and he's going to say away from me and you're going to be like, Lord, Lord, I, I did all these things for you. I went to church and, and I fed, you know, the homeless and I gave spare change to, to people to feed them. And I gave a couple clothes away to, to you know, a, a youth shelter or whatever. And he's going to say away from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. It's not a religion. It's not, it's not anything like that. Knowing Jesus is a personal relationship with him. It's praying. It's being in prayer. It's being in his scripture. His scripture, his Bible is, is his way of speaking to us. You know, when I have a problem, when I cry my eyes out sometimes, for whatever reason, I ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Open my eyes to what you need me to learn. And I, I've, it's happened so many times. I will randomly open my Bible and the first book or the first chapter I see applies exactly to what I'm going through. And it's like, thank you, Jesus. Like, I wouldn't have found that if it weren't for you. Holy Spirit, thank you. You are welcome here. I don't want you to go to hell and I don't want you to, to suffer what's, what I know is coming. And there's only one way to save you and that's Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, I encourage you to get in touch with me or Justin through our Facebook, Ali Hoffman, Justin Hoffman. You can reach out to us on our email at um, BibleCoffeeTalk at gmail.com, B-I-B-L-E-C-A-W-F-E-E-T-A-L-K.com. Um, reach out to us. You know, if you need prayer, if you need someone to teach you how to pray, if you need somebody to encourage you. If you just want someone to hear your testimony, I would love to hear, and I know Justin would too, reach out to us. We have a lot of people reaching out to us daily. Um, I know I do, uh, my, and I'm not going to give names, but I have several women who have reached out to me recently saying, you know, thank you for a podcast. And it's like, all glory goes to him. I don't pick the topics. The Holy Spirit tells me what I'm supposed to say, and he gives me all the verses that I'm supposed to share with you. So, you know, power and glory and honor go to him. Um, I just encourage you to come to Jesus now while you can, while there's still time, because tomorrow's not promised and we don't know when his son, Jesus Christ is coming back. And I would hate for you to miss out. Anyways, guys, so that is my podcast for today about, uh, uh, heaven and hell and death and, um, sleeping in the grave and near death experiences. I just want to (laughs) say in closing, I'm not saying that near death, nobody has near death experiences because they do. I'm just talking about those that who have had near-death experiences and claimed that they went to heaven or hell. I just want to get that clear right up front because I know I'm going to get some emails if I hadn't stressed that. So anyways, guys, it was great to um, fellowship with you. I hope that the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart and you find encouragement in the scripture that I share. If you want more scripture on this or you just want to delve deeper in this topic with me, I encourage you to reach out. I would love to... uh, to go tet to tet, head to head uh, on this and any other topic you have uh, going on in your head. Anyways, guys, take care. God bless. Bye for now. Bible Coffee Talk with the Hoffmans. What? You're still here? Podcast's over. Go home. Go.